I'm not talking like, hey, here's a box of chocolates. Like he would find a deal on noodles and everybody at church the next Sunday would walk away with like a year's supply. And I'm doing the math as a 20 year old. I'm like, Paul, that's 40 G's on noodles. And he said, John, the reason I have more referrals and deal flow and access is that I found out a simple truth in business. And that's if you take care of the family and business, everything else takes care of itself. If I want to get influenced with somebody, I need to take care of the inner circle. It was the meaning and the story that was wrapped into that artifact, that tool. Now there's like this emotional visceral. It's how God's wired us to be connected. Something that's still being talked about five years from now. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is the world's leading authority on the subject of gift giving as a means to extend and expand powerful personal and business relationships. He is the best-selling author of the book, Giftology. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one. The only, the legendary John Rulin. Welcome to the show, John. Nikki, man, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate the uh, the extra energy, and I appreciate the pleasant persistence to uh, you know to follow up and make sure that this actually happens. So, looking forward to uh, to this conversation and hanging. Me too. I'm really blessed and grateful that you that you're joining us here today, my friend. And um, always awesome to be here with a fellow believer. You know, always just kind of makes it even more special. So, so brother, I'm familiar with your work. My audience uh, probably has a bunch of people who are familiar with your work, but there's probably a whole bunch of people who are not. And if you wouldn't mind, let's start off by having us tell the people your backstory. How'd you get to be the great John Rulin? Yeah, well, I mean, what's, I, what I would say is um, a lot of things are inspired out of desperation or necessity, right? So I grew up on a farm, milking goats, not liking what I was doing with my life because I was born on a farm, 47 acres, you know, just, and so I was inspired to go change that. There's a town of 317 people. I wasn't hanging out at cool places, pro sports teams, country clubs, any of that stuff. And, uh, and really my life kind of shifted when I went, I was going to go to med school because I got straight A's all through school. I was going to try to pay for med school. You could work, you know, 20 years ago, working at Gap for five bucks an hour isn't going to pay for med school. So I went and interned with a company called Cutco, the knife company. Yep. Had no desire to sell knives, had no desire to sell. I had no idea really what the company was. Uh, but a mentor or a, a buddy of mine was selling them and he was a seminary student and he couldn't sell water to somebody in the middle of the desert if he's selling these, you know, thousand to ten thousand dollar knife sets. And I'm like, Steve, how is this even working? He's like, I don't know. They, the training's great. The product's great. People are just buying it. So I, I work up the courage to wear my glasses to look smarter. I wear the one tie I have. It's a Mickey Mouse tie, literally. And uh, I go, I'm like, I'll give it four weeks. And my fourth appointment, I pitched my girlfriend's dad these knives, which if you've never pitched, you know, your girlfriend's dad high-end knives, like that's the weirdest conversation on the planet. <laughs> but the reason I pitched Paul was he was a law firm owner and he was a referral and deal-making machine. And he was always generous. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking like, 
hey, here's a box of chocolates. Like he would find a deal on noodles and everybody at church the next Sunday would walk away with like a year's supply. And I'm doing the math as a 20 year old. I'm like, Paul, that's 40 G's on noodles. And he just, and it wasn't tactical for him. Paul just, he just got a smile on his face. He's like, I just love showing up for people. So I pitched him these knives. He buys a set for himself and his unmarried daughters, three of them. And he comes back and he's like, John, I want to help you hit your goals, but what else can I buy? So I'm like, he's always buying things for like insurance companies and wealth management firms, like all these mid-market companies. And I pitched him an idea. They're all into hunting. They're all dudes. So I'm thinking maybe he'll have mercy on me and order a bunch of the $300 hunting knives. And I pitched him second, you know, week in a row. And he, he leans, he doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. He's like, John, I don't want to order the pocket knives or the hunting knives. Got to order the pairing knives. I'm like, why would you want to give a bunch of dude CEOs a kitchen tool? And he said, John, the reason I have more referrals and deal flow and access is that I found out a simple truth in business. And that's if you take care of the family in business, everything else takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. So that was the aha lightning bolt moment. It wasn't about the stupid knives. Even, even though to this day we own an agency that does millions of dollars in the knives, Paul understood you know, like Robert Cialdini wrote Persuasion and Influence and all these books that talk about reciprocity and the psychology of relationship building and emotional intelligence. Paul was just living it. So I got to live in that laboratory with him and I started to model it because I'm like, I want to be Paul when I'm 60. I'm 20. I got 40 years to get there. And, uh, and so Cutco has worked with about 2 million sales reps in 70 years. And people are like, John, does this thing work? Like, is this like just woo stuff? I'm like, well, out of 2 million sales reps, we became the number one sales rep in the history of the company by the time I was a senior in college by applying what we now call giftology, which is really just how do you build uncommon relationships? And so that's the core of the message. That's the core of what I speak on. That's the core of what the agency does. Like I, nobody cares about gifts. Everybody cares about the outcomes of relationships. Gifting just happens to be one of those delivery vehicles that can really show up differently because most people suck horribly at it. So that's, that's the backstory. That's where we're at today. That's an incredible backstory. Um, so you probably didn't know this about me, but I'm a knife nut. I own about a hundred knives. So, you know, this is, wow. uh, this is a Kershaw Emerson CQC4. It's a lovely little knife, pocket knife that I have. Um, this is a Spartan Blades uh, Shinto Ronin. It was designed by a guy by the name of Two Lamb. He's an ex-Green Beret. It's a it's a pretty cool uh, little knife. And then over here, so whoops, I just dropped this. This is one of my one of the pride and joys of my collection. This is a custom knife made by a guy named Greg Lightfoot for me, uh, and it's it's special. So when you talk about knives, the first thing that went through my head. Is I wonder what kind of knives he's got. Maybe I should I could buy some knives from him. That's the first thought that went through my head. <laughs> That's know? funny. Yeah. Now the I mean, people to this day are like, why the knives? Like, you know, what's the hot new sexy gift? And I'm like, still the knives. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, first off, everything's digital, right? People drop million million dollars a month on Facebook ads or TikTok or texting or whatever. Like physical things matter, right? We're human beings. And what's more universal, whether you're in Idaho, Africa, than breaking bread? If you if you know somebody really well, family, client, investor, mentor, what do you do? You invite them into your home and you break bread together, even in 2023. And what do you use? You use a handful of things every single day. And so the knives, if you can give somebody a handmade cutlery set, like we even had a client that was like, we want to do something for Tony Robbins. We just, you know, they're a partner of ours. And I'm like, Pete, we're going to do knives. And he laughed. He's like, we're not setting Tony Robbins knives. 
I'm like, yes, we are. And he's like, no, we're not. I said, well, are you the gifted expert or are we? And he's like, all right, why are we sending knives? I said, we're going to send a $10,000 knife set to Tony and his wife, Sage. Here's the kicker. All 40 of the knives are going to be handmade. Yes, they're nice, but he could buy a million knife sets. What's going to make it special is carved into every blade is going to be 80 different quotes of wisdom that Tony and Sage have spoken into existence over the last four years. Then it's going to go into a $300 or $3,000 wood box called a strong box with a video of you talking about the legacy and the millions of people that have been impacted. And every day, their great grandkids are going to be using these tools and be reminded of what Tony and Sage started decades or centuries before. And now it's an heirloom. Now it's an artifact. And so when that $10,000 package landed, it landed heavier and more powerful than a $100,000 watch or anything else that could be done. Tony's wife, Sage, called Pete crying. Why? Because it was knives? No. It was the meaning and the story that was wrapped into that artifact, that tool. And so like you, you get excited like a kid at Christmas because of the meaning behind that one knife that was made for you by a special person or whatever else. That makes you grab. It's not the most expensive thing. It's the thing with the biggest story and the meaning behind it. And that's how I can take, you know, 10,000 people and hit them with the same thing. But if you wrap the right meaning and story around it, now it's not just a thing. We don't need more stuff, right? But now if there's a story, now every time you grab that tool, that knife, that mug, that whatever, now there's like this emotional visceral. It's how God's wired us to be connected to people at this deep, like DNA type level. And we all know there's people that like, you know, if it's our grandfather's flag that served in a war, we're going to grab that if our house is on fire because of the story and the meaning behind it, not because it's the most expensive thing. And so that's where people are like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to send knives. It's like, no, it's not just sending knives. you got to get all parts of the recipe right or else you're just, you know, like you're like Amazon, just sending a bunch of stuff and nobody cares. No, nobody cares. But getting the recipe right. That's powerful. I mean, putting quotes from Tony and Sage in there. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. You know, um, wow. Okay, John, I got to become like a part-time Cutco rep. <laughs> you sign guys up? <laughs> well, I mean, we here's what I'll say. Like guys like Cameron and others, um, <laughs> I mean, we pay out referral fees to people all the, all the time, right? Like people are like, how big is your sales force? I'm like, well, my gifting budget this year is about three quarters of a million dollars to love on all my clients, all my partners and inspire them to want to go, what? actively advocate and sell on my behalf. So people are like, John, you're just talking about spending a bunch of money. And I'm like, I couldn't hire Cameron for one year for a million dollars. And I get to go love on my top 300 relationships. And they're all my sales reps, not because I pay them, but because they want to be. Now, oftentimes I will send them checks because I don't have to have a sales force. They're my unpaid sales force and everybody likes cash. But what they like even more is to be connected to a bigger purpose and meaning. And then they love guys like Cameron or you love to see people win. And so I'm like, rather than, you know, you go become a Cutco rep, which you could have probably wanted to be. Most of the time, people just want to go teach and preach this gospel of like, how do you love on relationships well? And then like they need an agency to help with like, if you're going to send a thousand artifacts to a thousand people, how do you handwrite a thousand notes? How do you personalize every single piece? Even if it's the same knife set to everybody getting the details, right? Because people will be like, and one of my clients who's a 20 year buddy, Hal Elrod, he's like, John, I, somebody offered me some Cutco. I had some extra budget to use. And so I sent out the sets and uh, he's like, I won't do it ever again. I said, why? He's like, well, they forgot to add the handwritten notes. They didn't engrave it properly. So we sent these most viable relationships 
we sent them a physical tool to basically show that, remind them that we, they weren't worth the effort of the handwritten note and some of the extra things that made it really connect. And so it's not just the stuff, the part of the recipe is the thing. It's all of the things around the thing that make it like, wow, this guy's got it dialed in or, oh, they just, this is just a marketing ploy to send some crap out with our logo on it. I'm a knife guy. I love knives. And I'm not doing this to like make this my business or anything like that. But I'm like, I don't know if you get to recruit people or not, but I think the idea is absolutely fantastic. I give away knives to people all the time, but I haven't thought about it in the way that you've thought about it is, but you, you know, I'm thinking of a few of my clients right now. It'd be, there's a couple out in Northern Idaho as an example, right? Um, they're clients of ours. They're a Catholic couple. They're, they both work. One works with Catholic moms. The other one works with Catholic dads. Very original. I know, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> um, they got six kids and I just thought to myself, what would be cool to send them? Well, I haven't even looked at the Cutco stuff, but I'm thinking, you know, getting them a nice knife set, uh, putting like all scripture verses with some like, good. I did that for one of the biggest Catholic thought leaders in the world, Matthew Kelly. Yeah. He just got ready to sell his 50 million book. He actually was one of the guys that nudged me to write giftology. He, he you know, dynamic Catholic, like he's a big, he's big in that space. And, you know, like he could buy a million sets, but when I sent him sets with, scripture verses and all the quotes from the 20 books he wrote with a video the whole thing we did to tony he reached out he was like dude this is one of the craziest things he's like i'd give i mean he gives artwork and some pretty crazy things but he's like i can't help but think of our relationship now and so you know my wife maggie and whatever else and so yeah i mean when you can when you can give something to somebody that they can use with their family and their kids and break bread whether they're a person of faith or not like it's really, really powerful. And if you can do it in a way that's all about them, it sounds silly, like knives is gifts, like really, but it's not about the knives, right? It's, it's about the relationship. And it just happens to remind them of, and because we can't all get, you know, time with somebody every day to go break bread with them. But if we can have a pillar or a reminder of that relationship in their home, it's, uh, it's not as good as breaking bread with them, but it's pretty dang close. Yeah, it is. It is pretty darn close. I think that's that's absolutely amazing. So yeah, doing something like that, scripture verses. I think it's it's totally great. There's one of our clients who flew to Canada from New Zealand. Uh, you know, be really really cool to be able to send her something that's really well thought out in those in those regards as well. I just think, man, the whole concept, the whole idea is great. Would I do this with every single person who's ever been a client of ours? I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should figure out. Uh, a way to do it has this, to but... make math sense like people like if you have you know if walmart wants to do this it doesn't work real well in retail right because the, the average yeah. relationship margin is small but a lot of companies if they look at their clients and it's like hey these clients are worth tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars there's not a single person that wouldn't be like hey if we're out in vegas would you take them out to dinner and drop five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars on a dinner for somebody that is worth 50 grand to you and they're like well yeah i'm like well everybody does dinners and everybody goes to Vegas or Orlando and does these yeah, dog and yeah. pony shows. Most people have never done that same thoughtful thing in physical form to all of their clients or employees or partners. Um, they've done it on one area where it's very crowded, very noisy, very like red ocean. Here's an Not area of people have just never engaged in a thoughtful physical way, the same way they do experientially. So that's why it works. If everybody was an amazing, thoughtful gift giver, 
it would just be noise, but it's not because it's very rare. Yeah, it's absolutely rare. And, and you know, when, when you talk about it, I mean, when I was reading your book, you told the story of your relationship with uh, Cameron Harold. So um, I don't know Cameron um, outside of Facebook. I've, I've exchanged a bunch of emails and Facebook messages with him. He used to work for um, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Now, I know yeah. um, Brian Scudamore quite well. He's been on my podcast twice, uh, each time when he launched his new book. And so his first book and his second book. And he's spoken via Zoom to two of my audiences. Um, you know, uh, right. uh, when I've uh, when I've had like events and like Brian is one of Canada's most celebrated entrepreneurs and being a Canadian, you know, we love to to basically give homage to those of our entrepreneurs that have been as successful as he has. And he did it. And God bless him for doing that. You know, he's never been a client. He's never paid me any money. But man, it'd be cool to send Brian something cool. You know what I mean? It'd be cool to send yeah. something cool to to you. It'd be cool to send well, something. It, well, what's an hour of somebody like Brian or Cameron? What's an hour of their time worth? I mean, Cameron's at a point where internationally he could command 50 or 100 grand for speaking. And sometimes people are like, I want to pick your brain. I'm like, mm -hmm. do you realize what that means? Like, <laughs> I want to pick your brain means I want an hour of your time for free. And for my, free. that hour could be worth 50 or 100 grand or like a Brian Scudamore could be even more. And so honoring somebody's time and being really thoughtful about, you know, how we're engaging that, because you always want somebody to take the phone call or maybe do a, an interview or show up and speak. Like time is the one asset that we never get more of. And yet it's the most wasted thing by most people. So I think you're really wise in wanting to like love on a guy like Brian, because having somebody like that in your corner that takes your phone call or responds to your text message, like that's invaluable. Like that's literally worth six, seven, eight figures. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think the whole concept is absolutely brilliant. So um, tell me a little bit about how this has helped you and your organization stand out in the marketplace. Well, I, I mean, I'm a bootstrapped entrepreneur, like a lot of people were a small to mid market company going up against publicly traded competitors that have unlimited budgets or what feels like, you know, when you're going, you know, when you're going up against a company that does 20 billion in revenue and they're like, it's a rounding error what they invest on stupid stuff. You, you can't outspend somebody, right? And yet we all want referrals. We want to be top of mind. We want to be liked. We want to entertain well. We want to build relationships. And so I just out of necessity, you know, after reading like a Seth Godin book, Purple Cow, um, or Blue Ocean Strategy, I just looked at it and said, hey, I can't outspend my competitors. The gifting space, I use gifting lightly, is a $28 billion industry. Yeah. You know, huge organizations. And so I've just always said where everybody goes expensive, like sponsorships and marketing and traditional stuff, I'm going to, I'm not even going to do that because how are you going to stand out? Spend 1% more than them? You can't even do that. No. But over here in the area where everybody goes cheap, so I'm like, in the physical goods, like if people spend money on catalogs, I don't do catalogs at all. Over here, I, I went and said, hey, my business card is going to cost $3. It's made out of metal. My letterhead, nobody gets handwritten notes anymore. I'm going to go old school and do thousands of handwritten notes, but they're going to be on a $9 sheet of steel. So when somebody gets a handwritten note from me, it's 9,000% it's higher end than they're used to. 
on top of it just being unusual. And so I saved, somebody's like, I spent $40 on my brochure. I'm like, I spent $9 on the, the stationery. I saved myself 31 bucks. And I have a thousand times more impact because nobody's ever seen $9, you know, letterhead, let alone got a note on it. So I've just looked for areas as an entrepreneur where everybody's zigging, I'm zagging. So if somebody, you know, like our first books that we published, the first 50 copies were $300 a piece. Why? Because there's 30,000 new books published on Amazon every week. 30,000 every week. You're not going to stand out. That's why most books sell less than 500 copies. So I'm like, you spend $3 on your book. I'm going to, I'm going to multiply and add a zero to and spend 300. And I sent it out to Cameron, Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, Michael Hyatt, Darren Hardy, all these guys that were either clients, friends, or people I respected. And I didn't ask them for anything. It wasn't like an, an ask for an endorsement. It wasn't an ask for referral. It wasn't ask. It was a thank you for the wisdom they put out into the world and inspired me to write my book. And when they got that $300 package, people were like, $300 is a waste. And I'm like, you'll spend $300 on a bottle of wine that nobody remembers the next day. I'll spend $300 on one book and like guys like Michael Hyatt, who was the president of Thomas Nelson publishing, one of the largest publishers in the world. He's like, John, I get 5,000 books sent to me on average every year and they all go to Goodwill or the library. I can't read any of them. When I got your book, it was the nicest book in 40 years of publishing I've ever seen. I, I read it. My wife, Gail, read it and I ordered 30 copies on Amazon for my entire team. And oh, by the way, I'm really impressed. Could you come on my show? I didn't ask to be on the show, but because I showed up in an uncommon way in an area where most people were doing this and I, I took it up a hundred times higher, I stood out and built this memorable relationship and showed up in an uncommon way. And, and he was leaning in, wanting me to be a part of the show because I didn't just talk about being different. I was different. And so that's where I see the opportunity where people go cheap, go expensive, where people go expensive, cut the dollars out. And that goes in any part of anybody's business. If you have employees, a lot of companies will offer health insurance and 401k, and it costs twenty dollars to $30,000 per employee per year. Does anybody brag about health insurance or 401k? Yeah. No. It's table stakes. What do we do? We direct dollars and say, we're going to pay to have your house cleaned every other week. If you work for Giftology, it's part of the deal. It costs us 3000 bucks. It gives us $30,000 worth of value because people will brag to their family and friends, I got I work for this company called Giftology and I have a house cleaner, not once, year round. And so it's being thoughtful and unique and strategic with the dollars that you're investing so that you can attract talent. And I always tell people, if your employees aren't recruiting their family and friends to come work for you, then you don't have loyalty. You have people collecting a paycheck. You know if you have loyalty, if your clients or your employees are actively going out there and recruiting and talking about who you are and what you do. And so, so many people are like, oh, we have loyalty. And I'm like, staying is not loyalty. Wanting to see the company or the client win, that's loyalty. And so that's how, as a small entrepreneur, we've been able to land the biggest stage in the world and land the biggest clients like Chicago Cubs because we play differently. We don't just talk about it. We actually have figured out how to show up and not spend more money than our competitors. We spend less but we spend it more effectively. And that's really what the agency does. When people are like, hey, we have 10,000 employees to take care of. I challenge them on a lot of these things. Or if they say I have 100 clients to take care of, I'm like, taking them to Mexico or on another cruise, like all of your competitors, is not going to do it. Even though you dropped $2 million on that last year, is, is, is that going to get you the results that you want and make somebody cry? 
Probably not. They're just it's just table stakes stuff, and that's not going to work. That's like absolutely. <laughs> sorry, I get a little passionate, a little over the top. Why are you sorry? When I'm talking about if stuff. people say sorry too much in this day and age, man, what are you sorry for? This is awesome. I'm loving it. I'm learning this. Well, I'm thinking I, to myself. I, I have a tendency to punch people in the mouth with love and gratitude, and a little bit over the top. Like, the I just mouth. get, You're I funny, get a little. <laughs> I've actually been punched in the mouth. I know what it feels like. This ain't it. So. <laughs> You know, four or five thoughts come into my head. One is at a personal level is, I think I'm gonna still do the Cutco thing, but I, I, I don't know. Our company's really small. We're probably not a big company that you guys wanna do business with, but I wanna, I wanna do a little business with you. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to get you to do a, a, a few little gifts for us, and I'd like to learn from you so that we can don't, figure don't it out. Don't call them gifts. Don't call them little. Don't call them tokens. Like you never call any of these relationships a token relationship no. yet. What do most people do? I want, this is a token of my appreciation, which basically is an excuse for giving a sucky lame gift. Yeah. yeah. It's an yeah. artifact. Yeah. It's an heirloom. Even if it's to one person, Nikki, like some of my, like the way I landed the Orlando magic was a solopreneur consultant. She spoke on customer experience. She worked with the Super Bowl and all stuff. She's a one, she was a one person band. But she sent out gifts to her top 10 clients. One of them was the CEO of the Orlando Magic. That's how we landed them as a client was because she went and modeled it. So I love guys like you that are small and maybe like employee size or revenue or whatever else, but they're playing with whales. They're influencing whales. So guys like you that, you know, like Brian's already a friend, but let's just say I didn't know Brian Scudamore and I wanted to build the relationship. I could go to him cold. Or I could build a relationship with you and help you love on Brian. And then Brian's like, this is amazing. Who helped you? And then what do you do? You, you connect them to me. So it's triangulating and playing this chess game. So don't apologize for being little or anything like that. I don't apologize. Dude, guys like you have some, some of the most influence in the world because you're behind the scenes, but you're connected to the right people. And it's powerful to have you know, people behind the scenes, opening doors, connecting dots, landing stages, opening podcasts. Like, dude, I love guys like you. There's a reason I took the time to be on this show is because I know who you play with and I know what you represent. And I know your core values. I appreciate and so, that. So like, dude, I, I will appreciate guys that. like you all day long. I appreciate that. Um, just a couple of thoughts here. Yeah. No, thanks for those corrections. I think that's important. Uh, so yeah, we'll do, we'll do business. We'll do some business. I've got some people that I can send your way that I believe would love you and what you're all about. Um, we'll have your episode out in three, four weeks at the latest. And, uh, you know, I'll send it to some of my past and present clients. Um, listen, before the pandemic, I had a lovely business, wonderful business. And our business was about in-person events, in-person experiences. And we sold really high ticket things at in-person. We moved over to Zoom. It was okay, but it wasn't the same. Now we're back to doing in person. We're kind of building it back up. And we want to just put some momentum, some rocket fuel behind some of our efforts. You know what I mean? Because yeah. where we are right now, we're, we're you know, our, our, um, our, our, our programs are higher ticket than they ever were. We, we, we charge more. I think we're charging appropriately than we ever did before. So we have fewer people at the moment. But I've been thinking to myself, I'd like to have as many people as I used to have, even twice as many people as I used to have when I charged a lot less. 
because that'll take us to a whole new level in terms of where our business is at, our ability to serve our family, you know, our ability to get more people to do work with us. I think all of that is super, super, super important stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about using this strategy and, uh, and using it to basically create raving fans and have them do some really cool stuff uh, on our behalf. And honestly, it, it models generosity, which is something that I was taught by my late father, God rest his soul, who was the kind of man that, you know, he would, he would actually call people and get them jobs, like call people until he got them a job, you know, uh, and he would, if you were looking to start a business, he would like go out there and help you start that business. He'd bring advisors to you. He'd get you access to capital. And if he knew you and you were trying to buy a car, a house, an apartment, you didn't have quite enough money to get what you really wanted. He'd top you up and just give it to you. Make sure you got that car and that house and that apartment. And people, like I'm telling you. Dude, he's a giftologist. He's a, dude, he's a relationship. Like he had, He's, pa- he's he passed on. For relationships. He's passed on three years ago, Feb 23rd. Uh, 2020 is when he 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 went to heaven but um even now after he's passed on there are people that still from time to time find me and say you don't know me um my name is so and so your father napoleon did this for me and they just go into the story and they open up and they're they're just so like in a space of love and they just shake my hand and they go it's an honor to shake the hand of napoleon blue and i'm like i'm nobody man i didn't do nothing he did everything but that's what they say. And then, no, they go, no, you're his son. You're his son. His blood that runs you're through your veins. You're part of his legacy. Right? That's what they say to me. And then I'm like, okay, you know, it, it's part of what fuels me to want to be uh, a bigger giver. So for me, that's important. And I think the concept of people doing this and coming from uh, a desire to, to give and coming from a desire to be different ties in very nicely with what we teach. We teach people how to be a thought leader. And well, what's a thought leader? Glad you asked that question, John. So a thought leader, the difference between an expert and a thought leader is an expert is someone who knows something, but a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. Experts are a dime a dozen. Thought leaders are rare and valuable. Experts are in the red ocean. Thought leaders are in the blue ocean. And so, so we're all about teaching people about this. And it strikes me that gifting needs to be a part of the thought leader strategy. It strikes me that it can't just be about you creating, you know, IP. This is a technology that we learned from a guy named Matt Church out of Australia. This stuff gets filled out with intellectual property in an area. This is a folder. This is in the arena of sleep. So I'm about to publish a book. In, uh, actually not about to, in two years it'll be published, but I'm writing a book with Colonel David Grossman. I don't know if you know who Colonel Grossman is, but he um, he's a, uh, a retired um, Army colonel, U.S. Army Rangers. And in the mid-90s, he wrote a book that became very famous in military circles called On Killing. On Killing is a study of the impact of killing human beings on members of the military and uh, and armed forces and police. So he did a deep dive study. That book sold a million copies worldwide. It is required wow. reading at West Point at the Marine Corps Academies. The man is, you know, he's the hot diggity. You know what I'm talking about? So I interviewed him on my show 
not once, but twice. I actually have a men's show. I interviewed him on that show too. And um, in the middle of it, he started talking about sleep and how we're going through an epidemic of sleep deprivation in the world. And actually we are. The, the WHO has declared an epidemic of sleep deprivation in the uh, industrialized world. And he started telling me what it, why it was so and what the impact was. And my eyes were open and I said, your next book needs to be called On Sleep. And I'd like to write it with you because he, he co-authored uh, a book. He's actually co-authored a book that's coming out now called On Hunting. And he looked at me and he said, send me some of your books. So I sent him a few of my books. He read them. He said, okay, you're a good writer. We're going to do it. And I'm like, dang, man, that's good. I'm glad he did. Now he sent me some books. I sent him some of my books. Those were nice gifts, but man, it'd be cool to send him a good book. Now, another book I I just uh, wrote, it's about to be published, um, was with Wayne Allen Root. Do you know who Wayne Allen Root is? No. Wayne Allen Root was the 2008 candidate for vice president on the libertarian ticket. Um, he is uh, a conservative radio talk show host, a Christian. And yeah. they call him the Trump of Las Vegas because he's the king of Las Vegas sports gambling. He's got a big personality like Trump and all that jazz. And anyways, so yeah. he and I just wrote a book together and it, he's pretty famous in conservative circles. I'm nobody. I, nobody knows who the heck I am. And, you know, we've got a deal and all that, and he's going to make money and all that's great, but I need to send Wayne a gift. I need to send him a serious level gift to that one that, that acknowledges him for who he is, but also like, you know, thanks him and is memorable. And he's got a lovely wife and, you know, something that acknowledges her as well. And I thought to myself, something that's still being talked about five years from now, right? Like we all want more referrals and deal flow, but we're not top of mind because there's what's the average person get hit with 30,000 messages a day. 30,000 a day. Can I spend $3,000 immediately on a bunch of gifts for people? No. But could I spend a thousand? Sure. I could spend a thousand. I could spend a thousand tomorrow. Right. And that's the sort of thing that I, that I want to get into in a big way. And I think that this will help me stand out. So I'm a thought leader in certain arenas in certain ways, but this will help me be seen as a thought leader in an even bigger way. So people will know me for what I know and what I bring to the table. But they'll also go, wow, that Nikki Blue man, he's really a generous, kind, caring human being. And that's the message. Like, to uphold my father's legacy, that's the message I want to leave in the world. So from my perspective, yeah, I'd like to do this. But yeah, I'm, I, you know, I think it's good. Let's do some things together. Um, I'll, I can send you to a few more shows that I think would love to have you on. I can send you to a few potential clients. And uh, I, I've got a couple ideas for some ways we might be able to collaborate together if you're open to having those types of discussions, because I really believe that what you're doing is important. You're you're a good man. You're a Christian. You're a fellow believer. You want to make a difference out there in the world. The world needs uh, more of you. I know you're already successful, but part of why I do what I do is I'm a, a champion of freedom, free enterprise, and free expression. I want to see a world with a billion millionaires. Right now, there are, you know, there are in the United States, there are 20 million millionaires. Worldwide, there are 44 million millionaires. That's wonderful. But that's not a strong enough constituency for free enterprise. The socialist and the and the woke are trying to like crush free enterprise. They're trying to make, yep. you know, super, super rich and then a whole bunch of have nots. 
That cannot be allowed to happen. And one way that that will never happen is if we build a constituency for free enterprise so big, so strong, so awesome. With a billion millionaires, the socialists are done. They're toast. They're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to get anywhere. And it's I, game over. So that's the thought. Agree more. Well, and, and, you know, like at the end of the day, like when you're, if you are a generous leader, if you're a generous millionaire or billionaire, and you build relationships this way, you're a giver, not a taker. It inspires people to want to see you win. Like, how can you not root for Mr. Beast when he's out there, like taking thousands of people and, and helping them see again? Like the dude's, you know, got, like, you know, he got offered what a billion dollars for his channel and whatever else he turned it down. Cause like, it's probably worth 10 or $20 billion, but how can you not root for a guy that's like out there helping people and a capitalist making money? Like, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. Like the goal is to be able to build a platform, build wealth and re be reminded that like we all got here because other people have loved on us, helped us. We didn't get there by ourselves. So dude, I'm, you know, how do you not rally around somebody that wants to have a billion millionaires? Like, dude, I'm in your corner. Yeah. God bless you, brother. God bless you. I think, I, I think what you're doing is super, super important. So, um, so John, if people want to do business with you, Get your get your books, buy a Cutco knife. Where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the best place to start. I mean, we have a if you go to the Givers Edge, thegiversedge.com, We talk yeah. about the worst ten worst gifts to avoid giving and why not to give them, and and we basically send off our all of the best emails and articles from Forbes and Inc. that we've been in. That just really like that's a free resource to go. If you would just follow those things, you don't even have to go buy the book Giftology. If you want to buy the book, great. But like, I like giving resources that people actually can use for free to go do something with. And giftologygroup.com is our core website where people can apply to see if they're a fit, we're a fit to help them on the agency side or speak or consult or whatever. But more than anything, you know, I, I don't want people to have to hire an agency. Like if you have two relationships you need to take care of, you don't need to hire us to do it for you or with you. You like the whole playbook is out there for people to go take and utilize and do like the recipe's free. It's just hard. If you have a lot of relationships to scale it, that's where most companies start cutting corners and leaders start, you know, just, ah, just put a logo on some polo shirts and call it a day. Um, so, so yeah, those are some, some of the resources and places to check out. Right on. Okay. We'll definitely send folks there. Uh, and we'll make sure that that's all in the show notes. So we end off each episode by asking you as our guest expert, what are your top three, what we call expert action steps? These are your three best pieces of advice that you recommend our listener take on to take their business or their life to the next level. Yeah. So I would say that uh, anything that you do, personalize it. You know, don't send generic videos, don't send generic notes, handwrite the note to the person, send the video that's personalized to the person, whatever the gift is, no logo. So personalization is massive. I would say that go all in on fewer people. Most people try to take care of too many relationships and they don't go really deep with the ones that matter. Kind of the Harvey McKay, yeah. dig your well before you're thirsty, go all in on one person versus mediocre to 20. And then the last thing I would say is recognize that anybody you're building a relationship with, everybody has an inner circle. They have family, they have a spouse, they have an assistant, they have kids, they have pets. 80% of the dollars that we invest, the reason the knives and the things that we do are more family centric is if I want to get influence with somebody, I need to take care of the inner circle. So their family, so their spouse, their kids, their pets, and then their team. 
that's where 80% of the dollars that we invest personally are all about that inner circle. Not, hey, this guy likes golf. Who cares? Is this guy married? Does this guy have kids? Take care of those people. If you want to be able to invest a dollar and get $1,000 back, that's how you do it is by taking care of that inner circle. That's it. Yeah, brother. That's, that's awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's some super califragilistic, spectacular stuff, man. Um, so listener, John Rulin is the real deal. Make sure you go check out, you know, his websites, the givers edge.com. And, uh, uh you, you said it was giftology.com, right? Giftology group. Yeah, giftologygroup.com giftology group sorry yeah giftologygroup.com thank you for that correction make sure you go check those out he's awesome he's fabulous uh so go read his books go check out his free resources do business with him i think it's it's definitely worth your time and remember it's 2023 we're living in a recessionary time and it's not going to be the same as it was in 2020. The strategies you used in 2020 are unlikely to be successful in 2023. You need to do things that work today. And if you're unclear on what that is, go to a couple of the previous episodes that we have. Uh, the Thought Leader Nugget number 94 and number 95. Get deeply in how you can use podcasting and podcast guesting as a way to reach people, as a way to add an extra six figures to a quarter million dollars to your income this year. If you're not doing that, do yourself a favor and go check that stuff out because you're leaving money on the table, money that you and your family deserve and should be getting. So take advantage of that. And if you want to have a conversation with me, you know what? We can do that. Go to the website, ecircleacademy.com. You know, click on the button that says book a success call. There is a bit of an application process. Fill out the application. But assuming all, all pans out from an application point of view that you're right for us and we're right for you, as John said, we'll definitely do that call with you and we'll go through exactly how you can make 2023 your best year yet. A recession does not have to get in the way of you making your dreams come true. So make sure you take advantage of that. John Ruler, my brother from Another Mother, thank you so much for coming on the show. God bless you. You're an amazing man. I really appreciate you. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Cheers. And that wraps up another exciting episode on the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only John Rulin, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this episode. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.